This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. For Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pretty. I'm reading and hearing more and more about the issues, I'll say the opportunities and challenges of working from home, or perhaps more appropriately, simply working at distance. And I'm sure it's the same for you. And from all these issues, from how to dress, where to sit, what studio quality camera to buy, and all that, at the end of the day, the dilemma may best be summed up in the words of Texas attorney Rod Ponton. Who's Rod Ponton? Are you scrambling to look up his name? Is this someone you should really hope to add as a LinkedIn contact? No, Barrister Ponton's most famous courtroom oratory is simply this, I am not a cat. Yes, during actual courtroom proceedings, he felt it necessary to state the fact that he indeed is not a cat. Here's the story. This was the headline of my local newspaper recently. It read, I am not a cat, proclaims a lawyer having Zoom difficulties. It seems that Presidio County, Texas attorney Rod Ponton was participating in a hearing of the Texas District Court when somehow a filter was activated on his computer. I'm sure you've seen those filters you can use during FaceTime and other calls where your image suddenly is morphed into some wild animal or emoji. Well, Attorney Ponton was turned into a cat. Attorney Ponton's error caused a bit of a stir during the court proceedings, but the judge ordered the hearing to continue, cat on the screen or not. And this goes to the changes we're all facing, and changes I believe many of us expect, though I propose incorrectly, expect those changes may revert to business as usual sometime in the months ahead. Again, for those begging for the day to arrive when Starbucks is again your favorite haunt for informal meetings or waiting to walk into your beautiful wood-paneled boardroom once again and sit down to have an engaging group discussion, well, my advice is to consider that a pipe dream, or at least an exception, not an expectation to the rule. This, today, is now normal. What's happening today is a realization by many, many businesses that working at distance is and or can be highly effective. Perhaps not for every situation, but certainly for a majority of work being produced that doesn't require direct physical contact. Siemens was one of the first to step up and state their intention to remain at distance for the vast majority of work and workers. At Siemens, it's called their mobile work policy, and it affects 140,000 of their employees globally. As a matter of fact, one publication, Inc. Magazine, refers to the Siemens policy as a master class in emotional intelligence. It bears stating here, this is their policy. The basis for this forward-looking working model is further development of our corporate culture. These changes will also be associated with a different leadership style, one that focuses on outcomes rather than on time spent at the office. We trust our employees and empower them to shape their work themselves so that they can achieve the best possible results. With the new way of working, we're motivating our employees while improving the company's performance capabilities and sharpening Siemens' profile as a flexible and attractive employer. That's it. A couple of sentences defining one of the company's most significant changes in decades. 
But as the editors of Inc. point out, there are two very significant points made in a Siemens policy. First, a focus on outcomes, not hours. And second, trust and empower their employees. And to those points, let me add my third. Don't be a cat. Okay, other companies are following suit, and the Zoom crash was just the inevitable outcome of so much of business and industry, realizing that to keep doing business, people still have to meet, still have to make presentations, they have to diagnose and discuss customer problems, and simply just show up, even when showing up is on a computer screen. The meeting space for corporate America is on a very fast track of change. And the changes are several. For example, frequency. Now that travel is being greatly reduced or even eliminated, you can show up with greater frequency. You can or will be more on demand. And hasn't a fast turnaround time capability that is being able to walk through the door when needed, hasn't that always been a business objective or at least an objective for good businesses? And now that door is virtual. Making a great impression by showing up is even less of a challenge if you know how to present yourself. So let's look at these three critical issues to the new normal of work, of meeting, the new normal of getting the job done. I'll begin with my point, or not being a cat, then discuss the meaning of focusing on outcomes as opposed to hours, and what it means as an executive to be trusted and empowered. Not being a cat or how you present yourself is really now a baseline for an initial definition of your quality. I've always told clients to dress for the job you want, not necessarily the one you have. Now, what does that mean? Well, 12 months ago, pajama meetings and kids in the background were acceptable. After all, conflicting time zones, competing demands on attention, and uncertainty about the value of this online work provided everyone the excuse or excuses needed to qualify every meeting with an obligatory, you need to understand. Well, the kids are home. It's 5.30 a.m. here. I don't have a home office yet. Well, 12 months later, you've taught the kids to be quiet. You're dressed, at least from the waist up, and you realize it's 9 a.m. somewhere in the world all the time. So act like it and you've learned to create and use virtual backgrounds, or you now have a home office that's actually presentable. Everyone knows we're working from home, so putting on a business suit, well, it's seldom required. But looking like you're a professional, that's expected. A neat appearance is necessary, and depending on your job, both in the context of what you literally do each day, as well as your position in a company, you may find the old-fashioned casual Friday look a good place to start. I've had a home office as my primary or exclusive place of work for nearly two decades now, but most days I still wear nice shirts or sweaters during my work, and I sometimes use logo backgrounds for meetings, and sometimes when I, when I really want to actually invite someone into my office, the items behind my desk, well, they say something about me. Right now, the dominant things that people will see are my podcast microphone boom and an autographed Jimmy Brown football helmet. The point is, impressions, whether first or 51st, are in some ways even more important in a virtual meeting space than back when we were pressing the flesh. Here's the point. Get comfortable. Or maybe a better word would be, become expert with as many visual meeting applications as you can. 
Zoom isn't the only game in town, and different applications have different system requirements. Learn them. Also make sure you have the bandwidth for talk and video. And just like in your office, turn off other devices so you're not interrupted. You'll also find that having multiple screens, at least two, will allow you to access more material while always paying attention to others in the meeting. Next, what does focusing on outcomes, not hours, really mean? To some, the first thought is this, well, if I'm only productive for about three hours a day, then once I've put in my three hours, I'm off to the driving range. Seriously, I know, and I know you know, people who think like that. Oh, and yes, there are studies of workers indicating that in an average eight or so hour day, only about three hours daily are productive. So what it means is this, you may not be tied to your computer keyboard for eight straight hours, but you may also find you're having meetings at 10 p.m. and touching bases on a project while you're with the kids at the playground. In other words, getting it done becomes the driver not the time of day or the place where it occurs or the number of hours you spent focused on the job. Yet, having your phone in your pocket at the driving range can allow you to make the most of an erratic work schedule. But this focus on outcomes also means you need to be more aware of outcomes and the processes that drive those outcomes. When you're sitting in the office, it may seem easier for a colleague to drop in and ask about the status of a project. Just a, what's up with that question. Online, the same question may seem intrusive or demanding, even demeaning. So understand this, talk with your team about communications and expectations. Focusing on outcomes at distance can require finer tuned planning and tracking of progress and more refined communication but it will also allow you greater flexibility and often greater focus. Having worked in a distance environment for many years, I know I'm more productive than three hours a day and much, much more productive than when some distraction was always bounding through my office door back in the good old days. Lastly, what does trust and empowerment mean to you? First, as in the previous comments, both trust and empowerment relate to outcomes. Working at distance with often fewer distractions, you need to plan better, become better disciplined, and exercise greater coordination with team members, leaders, managers, and clients. Being trusted and empowered means you need to act as though the ball is always in your court. There's no passing the buck. I often told my staff members that I'd always give them all the rope they needed to hang themselves but I'd also trust their opinions and their actions and back them up if they erred. Trust means you will always answer first to your own best advice, and empowered means you can use as much of that proverbial rope as you dare. The key to keeping trust and empowerment is not about always being right, but about always using the latitude you're given wisely and judiciously. So this has been a snapshot of changes that are likely becoming permanent. It's time to stop wishing life would return to normal and time to work on excelling with this new set of objectives and opportunities. In summary, work on your communications. Communicating is both what you say and how you say it. Today, the how is colored just as much by your packaging as your actual word selection. In the office, you selected an appropriate wardrobe your Zoom background, your office setting, 
they're now part of your wardrobe. Manage them well. And how you say it is also linked to your command of technology. Remember, don't be a cat. Too often we focus on the work we're doing, on the tasks of the day, rather than on outcomes. Being in the office early and leaving late used to be a sign of a hard worker. After all, if you're in the office 10 to 12 hours a day, you must be accomplishing something, right? Well, now you're not in the office. And now no one knows where you are at 6 a.m. or 7 p.m. unless you're actually in a meeting. Although I'll tell you a brief aside, I once worked with a fellow who would use his email scheduling setting to have emails delivered at specific late hours so he could appear to still be working. Well, don't do that. It will backfire as it did for him. But here is a tip. Now that just showing up is no longer a standard of contribution or dedication, begin tracking your work. Specifically, track your accomplishments. But track your accomplishments in the context of their value, not just a part of a work process. Here's how. Put a three-column table on a Word document. Title the first column, Action or Activity. Title the second column, Reason for Action or Activity. And then title the third column, Outcome or Value of Action or Activity. In any given day, with any given set of responsibilities, or with a project, you'll have many activities or actions. However, they really only become accomplishments when they produce an outcome or a value. Further, your second column will likely represent a problem statement. You took an action to either solve a problem or to reach an objective. With this table, you're now tracking actions, problems, and objectives to be addressed and your levels of success. Now you're accomplishing. Certainly, a certain amount of busy work is necessary in virtually every situation. Reviewing progress notes, edifying yourself with some research, these things, they're necessary, but they don't necessarily translate into a direct value. They don't always solve a problem or achieve a goal. Accomplishing is what it's all about. And learning how to track your accomplishments and doing it daily will not only allow you to show your value, but will also help you focus more directly on what is really most important. And to circle back to trust and empowerment, simply put, trust engenders empowerment. We don't empower people we don't trust. It's that simple. And how do we create trust? Well, I think you are all very familiar with the requisites for trust. It can be both challenging and exhilarating to forge ahead in these new and ever-changing times. Being successful now requires some different skills, different approaches, and a somewhat different attitude than it did at the beginning of 2020. I hope this podcast will help you with your interests, your understanding, and if you choose, your transition to a non-clinical physician career. If you wish help and support in your transition, initial hallway consults are always without a fee, and I'll be pleased to offer you my very best advice and counsel. Again, for Third Evolution, Non-Clinical Careers for Physicians, this is Robert Pretty. For comments about this or any of my podcasts, or to request a hallway consult, don't hesitate to contact me at 720-339-3585. And that's for voice, message, or text. And visit me online at thirdevo.com. That's T-H-I-R-D-E-V-O dot com. Until next time, 
Thank you for listening.